Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, the ESW, Jay, Brianna Lynn, Daddy J, Embers, William P, Lady, Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Good Girl, Lady Blooding, Six and Eight, Cassie, Primal Empress, Kaze, Clockwork Dork, Harley Gentleman, Roxy, Mistress Francesca, Slut Queenie, Totoro and Bunnykins, Butte Pain, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B, Serenity Deb, Liv, Robert, Ruby R, Blossom, and Christopher. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, Patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. One of the things that I get accused of a lot. You being accused of stuff? What? I know. Is being bratty. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I've never really identified myself as a brat. Starting to maybe rethink that. Yeah, I would. One of the reasons I haven't is because brats are not, they don't necessarily have the best reputation. No, it, the word itself has kind of a bad, um, I guess, connotation to it when you think of it. One of the things that I've learned, though, is that what really makes the difference is what our guest calls ethical bratting. I actually am really intrigued by this. I asked Katrina if she would come talk to us about this because... Katrina actually teaches classes on this very subject matter. Which is what we love. And she's so knowledgeable about this. She's looking at writing a book about ethical branding. Oh, do it. I would love to read it. But let me give a, a fuller introduction. Okay. Before we bring Katrina on. Katrina, I was about to just start a conversation. Like, well, oh, I know. Go ahead. Writing a book? Heck yeah. And so Katrina's a leather woman in Arizona. She's been teaching and volunteering in her local community for several years. She's taught for international conventions dungeons, private groups, and has done online classes. She is very passionate about kink education and runs her local Hitch and Bitches chapter. Uh, Hitch and Bitches? Rope. Oh, oh, Hitch. Hitch. Got it. Hitch. Yeah. Rope Hitches. Got it. Rope Hitches. Right? Where she hopes to create space for those less represented in the kink community. One of her biggest passions is also one of Simple Beauty's biggest passions, which I agree with, which is that Rope needs to be inclusive. Anybody can be tied regardless of size, right. gender, issues, whatever. But another one of her big passions is fighting the stigma of bratting and teaching the whole concept of ethical bratting. So I knew we had to bring her on on this subject because she's the expert. And you have quite a resume. I, I do my best. I get around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, welcome to Cat. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Rara's been looking forward to this. Well, I just, I love this concept of calling it ethical bratting versus just bratting. Yeah, it was important for me when I came up with the class and started to develop it to have a kind of separate title to try and bring more people in. Because if I did just a class on bratting, people who have always had a negative association with bratting aren't going to come. Yeah, that was a smart move because that really, like I said, this has really intrigued me. Just the concept of, well, okay, so the other thing is, if you're calling this ethical bratting, do you find that that makes just bratting? Like if you had said just bratting, you said that that wouldn't bring in as many people. Is that because of the negative connotation that just the word bratting has in the community? Yeah, I would say so. Um, Not to say that you can do unethical bratting and that my bratting is somehow better. But uh, there's a lot of people who have such a negative connotation with bratting. And so it was super important that I add in the ethical to kind of hopefully make them think that I have some magical way to do bratting that makes it not (laughs) shitty. So you're adding a positive connotation word to a negative connotation word and it comes out neutral? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, I mathed l- words. You mathed words? <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> have some more coffee. Okay. <laughs> Why do you think there is this incredibly negative stereotype around brats? So I get into this in my class a good amount. There tends to be two different reasons. First one is there are people, and I think a lot of us have experienced it, where maybe you're at a social event, maybe you're at a kink event, you're around other kinky people, and someone is sassy, and maybe a bit rude. And when you call them out on it, when you say, hey, that's not okay to say that to me, we just met, this makes me uncomfortable. Their response is, oh, I'm a brat. That's just how I am. And it's very frustrating. Um, Yeah, we've met those people. Yeah, It's, it's very similar to the people when you go on like FetLife, where you'll get those messages that are like, oh, you're a sub, I'm a dom, therefore I am your master now. It's like, that's not how that works. So a lot of us, that is our only experience has been those kinds of brats, those kinds of people who are just rude and not getting consent before they brat you, and then trying to justify it by claiming to be a brat. So it's really just a personality flaw. Pretty much. It's it's them being rude and then trying to say, "Well, I'm I'm a brat, therefore it's okay." When it wouldn't that wouldn't fly with any other kink role. If someone mm-hmm. is calling me an honorific that I don't want and I say, "Hey, don't call me that." And their response is, "Well, I'm a sub. That's just how I am." Okay, I don't care. You're not my sub. We didn't negotiate this. So there's a lot of people total sense. who have only ever experienced that. And then on the flip side, there are people who the way I equate it is very similar to if you've ever told like vanilla people that you're into kink, you sometimes get the reaction of absolute panic and concern because to them, <laughs> no one would ever consent to doing the stuff that we do because they wouldn't consent to it. And so they just automatically assume this is non-consensual, this is abusive. And there are a lot of people who they might have only they might have only experienced that kind of shitty excuse for a brat, but they'll see people who have consented to bratting 
and assume that it's non-consensual because they don't want it. Yeah, that makes sense. And so uh, it's very similar to if you tell a if you tell someone who's not a masochist that you're a masochist and you enjoy being put in pain or that you're a sadist and you enjoy causing pain, they have no real way to kind of understand that. And sometimes it becomes, okay, this must be abusive because I wouldn't consent to it. Therefore, no one would consent to it. And there's a lot of people who will see me bratting with my partners, which is completely consensual. We're all having a great time. And assume, well, I don't want that. Therefore, Kat's partners must not want that. Therefore, it's non-consensual and abusive. Yeah, we certainly see that with a lot of different behaviors where it's like, you weren't part of their negotiations. You don't know what they've talked about. And you can't make assumptions, therefore. Exactly, exactly. And so if that is a huge portion of the kink community, especially with people who are very into one true wayism. Uh, and what's funny is I will talk to a lot of those people because I did, I did so much research for this class. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people who are a bit more set in their ways and very much don't like brats. And I will describe bratty behavior and their partners have done that with them and they've enjoyed it. <laughs> but it's when you label it as bratting, then it's like, whoa, hold on. Let's not get crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, and I don't just, I, I talk about one top in particular, our relationship has sort of gone into that, what some might look at as bratty behavior. I've never identified it as bratty. It's just our relationship. We tease each other. We, you know, we'll do a scene where he'll lean in and he'll say, you know, are you okay? Do you need to stop? And I'll be like, well, I'm fine. But if you're tired, we can stop. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, oh, am I tired? No. And then he starts, you know, hitting me harder and stuff. You know, some people might say that that's bratty. And I've never looked at it as bratty. I mean, yeah, I'm being sassy. I've got a little bit of an attitude. But that's that's our relationship. That's how we, we tease each other even when we're just talking vanilla well, talk. Is there really a different? Is there a difference, I guess I should say, between a bit of sass and bratting? Because it kind of feels like there would be, like, sass is just, like, every once in a while, like, you're just doing it to be goofy. But if you sass too much, doesn't that become bratting? Oh, good question. So, I would argue that bratting is a spectrum. And you kind of have all kinds of behavior all over the place on it. One of my partners, their forms of bratting is telling puns. What? That's bratting? Yeah. And, and that, that is how they brat. And can we get an example? Uh, one of their, she likes her puns. <laughs> uh, one of their favorite things, and this is less of a pun, they used to be with a partner who would not let them curse during scenes. Um, <laughs> That's mean. And so their response to that was to curse by using pop star names, such as Son of a Britney Spears. Um, <laughs> I love it. That's going to be Rara's new thing. Watch. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to have to include that. Purely with the goal of getting their partner to laugh and kind of breaking some of the tension. And a lot of it too, a lot of bratting comes down to what you and your partner have negotiated. I've played with people who anything less than a yes, sir, and you want me to jump how high is a total bratting. And then I've played with people who, if they've played with me a lot, they're like, oh, you haven't punched me? Therefore, it's not bratting. Um <laughs> 
So, like, yesterday, uh, so we told you we went to, like, a dungeon, and Hmm. a friend of ours was on my table, and I started out kind of light, and he looked at me and was like, it's electroplay that I do. And he goes, is this thing on? (laughs) So I turned it up, and I was like, is it on now? And he goes, no, still can't feel it. I'm like, yes, you can, you asshole. So I cranked it. (laughs) <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, it's on now. And I'm like, so to me, that would be just a bit of sass in playing. But I think to other people, that would be considered bratting. And that's kind of where my question came from. Like, what is there a line? And I, you're you're just saying it's just what you negotiate? It's pretty much just whatever you negotiate. And, and some people, any sort of sass at all is bratting. And mm-hmm. that's okay. And so there's not really a like set definition of you must sass x amount of times before you are allowed to call yourself a brat before you're allowed <laughs> to say that you do brat behavior it's just whatever works for you and it's also important to consider why you are being sassy or why you are being whatever form of bratty behavior and that comes down to a lot of self reflection that i encourage in my class for brats to consider uh, why are you doing what it is that you're doing? If you were told to stop, what would that change about your scene? And those sort of things to consider. Playful banter for a lot of people can be bratting. And it's it's a relatively huh. chill form of bratting, but it's it's definitely still there. So that would be Rara and That'd her. That'd be pretty much every scene I do. When, like, you know, I'll have one of my, my when my sadist would hit me, sometimes I would just turn to her and go, I thought you loved me. Why would you <laughs> hurt me like this if you love me? And then she would respond, well, you only hurt the ones you love. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> and I enjoy making people laugh. And so if I'm playing with someone, especially if they are newer to bratty behavior, if they've only ever had complete and total um, obedience or complete and total submission, complete and total dominance, whatever, um, I will start it out by being just a little bit sassy, a little bit goofy, getting them to laugh. Um, one of my favorite jokes is in the middle of a scene while we're doing something, I'll be like, oh yeah, I forgot. This is super serious kink. We only do the most serious of kinks here. No laughter allowed. Ever. That would set me off into a giggle fit. It's so much fun because everyone always cracks up. And then throughout the rest of the scene, you can just be like, super serious kink. Yeah, you have to set a reminder, like, okay, it's super serious time. Wipe your face off. Yeah. This is what we have to do in our podcast. We just look at each other and we're like, no, 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 we have to be serious for this episode. Holy shit. Yeah, that yeah. never lasts. Never works. I like to, when somebody hits me, I'll pause for a second and then I'll turn and look at them and I'll be like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my one of my favorite things, and I do it all the time, especially with Impact, <laughs> is just I, I call them rude while they're doing it, they'll, they'll be beating the hell out of me. And I'm just like, have you considered the fact that you are a bit rude? Oh, I'm like, stealing that. God. No, my God, I'm using that with John. Because no, no, it'll no. hit me harder. It's great. I can picture you turning, looking at him and going, rude? Oh, my God, yes. Exactly. Except now, his, now he's figured me out. Oh, my God, so, yes. So when I do s- shit like that, instead of hitting me harder, he has a rabbit fur glove. <laughs> and then he just he just wipes it on my back. So and he's like, I'm not going to hit you until you're nice. Speaking of brat, <laughs> that might have been me. <laughs> you, that might have been your idea. That gave him that idea. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you know her really, really well. Can you give me some hints on what to do to like really piss her off? And I said, well, 
So that might have been yeah. me bratting rah Don't hit her. Make nice to her. That's That'll what really I, that's, piss her off. I said, do something really, really sweet and gentle to her and she'll get so pissed. And she was right. I did. I got really pissed. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> we, oh, I wish there was a video of her reaction to that because she was so mad about it. Bratty tops are so, so much fun to play with. Yeah. Okay. So bratty tops. I'm a bratty top. I've never in my freaking life heard of that. But now that I'm thinking about it, John's a bratty top. Yes. You're a bratty top. Oh, yeah. I'm just an asshole. I always say my top is way brattier than my bottom. (laughs) What? What? It's really, really fun to play with bratty tops, especially if you are a brat as the bottom as well, because you're just back and forth escalating. Um, one of my favorite things, oh my gosh, it still makes me mad. <laughs> but in that fun, fun, playful kind of way, I was doing an impact scene with a guy and he's a total brat and he's beating the hell out of me as one does. And he's got my arms tied behind my back. And at one point he is like adjusting the ropes behind my back and he grabs my face and puts it like right on his shoulder so he can reach around me and be adjusting the rope. Oh, God. So now my mouth is right on him. So I bite him. Of course. Of course. Oh, yeah, as one does. Saw as that one coming. does. And he tells me to let go. And I'm pissed because he has been beating me for like an hour. I am not a happy camper. So I do not let go. There is a fun pressure point right underneath your jaw that <gasps> will make you want to open your mouth. And he's very great at pressure points. So he pushes on it. And I immediately, <laughs> you know, open my mouth. And he, he takes like a club and hits my arm like four times. I nearly had to call yellow. It hurts so bad. And I'm furious. And I'm like, you put my face there. Obviously, I'm going to brat you. What the fuck? Like, obviously, I'm going to bite you. It, of course, that's going to happen. Duh. Like, this was never a question. And his response is like, oh, I know. I'm just being so unfair, aren't I? And then he starts adjusting the rope. And he puts my face in the same fucking spot on him. He Double dog dared you. Yeah, I start growling and he's like, oh, it's the same spot. I know that would hurt so bad if you bit me again. I lasted about 10 seconds before I bit him one more time. And he made me regret it immediately. But it was a great example of us escalating based off of each other. If I was already feeling super floaty, super out of it, not feeling bratty, okay, then I don't bite him. But he wanted an excuse to push me a bit harder. And if I was up for it, I could instigate it. So what you're saying is sarcasm is brat language. 100%. 100%. Her <laughs> smile right, right now. So maybe I need to start identifying myself as a brat. Maybe. Well, maybe. hey, I am now required because of another interview. I am now required to identify as a masochist. <laughs> Fine. So I think now Ra-Ra should be identifying as a brat. Well, I had a similar uh, scene like you did, Kat, where I was the top, though, and I was doing a scene with a, with a guy who had warned me before we started the scene that he was bratty. And I said, not a problem. And I laid out my toys so he could we could negotiate and he could pick out which ones I wanted to use and not use. And my toys are pink and sparkly. Perfect. It's me, right? Yeah. Well, he made the assumption, I'm little me, little princessy me, dressed in pink, and all my pink sparkly toys, that this possibly can't hurt that much. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And so we're using a St. Andrew's cross, and I said, do you want me to cuff you to the St. Andrew's cross? He said, oh, no, I'll just hold on. 
I'll be fine. Because he really <laughs> thought it would. We proceeded the entire scene. He would brat. I outbratted him. I won this battle because I was not fucking losing this battle. And I gave him his very first ever bruises from Impact. Aww. The next day, as he's showing me the bruises, he goes, I am so sorry that I ever doubted you and your pink sparkly toys. And I just looked at him. I said, thank you. That's all I'm saying. But it was so much fun because the more he bratted, the more it gave me permission to brat. Exactly. Exactly. So it was like a super vicious brat cycle. It was. And only one brat was going to be victorious that night. And, and of it course, was, it had to be you. Well, duh. Of course, it had to be me. I was going to win. Once again, personality flaw? I Is use a, a lot of analogies when it comes to bratting. I'm an analogies girl. Um, and I'm one with of them, you on that. One of them is that it's a game. It's it's this fun game. And it's so important, especially if you're playing with someone who is not used to brats or might have a negative stigma with brats, that you kind of help them enjoy the game. Because I, I've been playing this game since I got into kink. So however many years that was. I'm extremely good at this game. I've been doing it for a very long time. And I could play with someone who has never done it before. And I could absolutely wipe the floor with them. I could wreck them. And it would not even be difficult because I've been doing this for so long. But they're going to walk away from that scene and be like, wow, that sucks. I do not like playing this game. All I did was lose over and over and over again. <laughs> and so my goal is I want them to walk away and go, you know, that was a fun game. I want to get better at it. And that was really cool trying to do these different strategies with it. And so I will tone down my bratting and I will encourage them to do a lot of bratting as well. I'll, I'll pull myself back and you know, I'm air quoting, but let let them win essentially. So that way, they it didn't helps. really win. You did, but they think they win by them playing the game because it is a game that I love that I'm very passionate about. I just want them to enjoy it. It's kind of those that sort of thing when you show your friends something you really like, and you're just like, "Oh, please like this too." It's exactly oh, yeah. that, like like Rara with Electro. Yeah, exactly. I've been trying for years to get her to like it. What I finally, what we finally figured out is I like impact with some electro thrown in. There but you go. But it's got to be a specific kind of wand. It's got to be a specific kind of wand. Well, one of the things that I'm now thinking about now that you've mentioned all this, I have particular tops that I brat with more than others, probably because those tops are brats. Because that's how our scenes are. Like when I would scene with, um, we'll call him A. Mm -hmm. He's a brat. And our scenes are very playful, bratty. You know, we'll do a scene where he will say, I'm go, you have to admit that the Dallas um, Cowboys, that the Dallas Cowboys yeah. are the best football team. <laughs> and I said, over my fucking dead body, am I admitting that the Giants are better? And he'll be like, I'm going to hit you until you admit it. I said, then you're going to be hitting for a while. We'll see who's going to give out your arm or my legs. <laughs> and so far it's been his arm that has given out every before, time before go. my legs have given out. Um, with John. Mm -hmm. John is a bratty top. I, I am a bratty bottom with him. Simple beauty. Brat. Bratty top. But here's what's interesting. She's a bratty everything. She is, but our impact scenes are way brattier than our rope suspension scenes. Like, there's just something about the dynamic within the rope suspension because we're creating art. No, no, no. When we do rope suspension, we're creating art. It's not just that. It's because you get so submerged in the rope scene, you can't brat. 
probably. Once that rope hits her, I get floaty. She just goes right down into it. So she's immediate. It's the most calm I ever see her. It's the only calm you've ever seen me. It's the only calm she's ever been. (laughs) You know how you talk about how your sub, your subspace is like that super hyperactive? Not in rope. Not in rope. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm relatively similar with rope. One more question. When a brat, okay, so you've got a brat on your whatever you're doing, and then that brat says something sassy, and then you respond in punishment in a way that is like, you know that person's going to hate it, like what John does to you. Oh, like when John uses the soft instead you, of hitting right, me. Exactly. Yeah. Does that make you a bratty top, or does that just make you responding to the brat? Um, I would argue that if you're playing with a brat, a lot of the time you need to be a brat. It's, you need to outbrat them, right? You, yeah, for sure. I would say the way that you describe John responding to you—that's bratty, one hundred percent. That's bratty. Um, well, I'm going to start calling him a brat. There you go. There you go. Uh, well, gonna, this is going to make scenes with him fun. Well, he's listening. To, he's going to listen to this episode. Well, you know. no, he doesn't. His girlfriend does and reports back. She's going to tell him what you said, and you're going to be in so much trouble. I know. Isn't it great? <laughs> one of uh, one of my favorite things that I encourage people to do is um, consider why they brat and also what sort of reaction they're wanting or what is a good reaction to have. Because uh, I run across it a lot with people who identify as brat tamers, actually. And I've, I've spoken a bit about this recently, that there are kind of two groups of people who will identify as brat tamers. There's people who like to play with brats, who find that fun, find that engaging, and they they want to play with brats. And then there are people who want to stop brats from bratting ever again and kind of view that as like a notch in their in their belt to do sort of thing. Hmm. Um, and so a lot of people who enjoy playing with brats have kind of stopped using the term brat tamer because they're not trying to tame us. They're just playing with us when we're bratty. There's no goal to get us to stop bratting. So it kind of reminds me of like, you know, horse tamer versus horse trainer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Horse tamer has a connotation now of like mistreating the horse, breaking the spirit of the horse, right? But a horse trainer just sort of trains their innate abilities to do whatever it is that they're trying to get them to do. Yes. Are you comparing me to a horse? I am. Wow. Uh, nay, nay, bitch. Wow. <laughs> I've, I've had people ask, well, my my partner doesn't want a brat. My partner wants to be a service sub, which, first of all, you can be anything and a brat as well. Like, I'm, I've done 24 right. 7 high protocol, all of that stuff, and I'm still a brat. Uh, like, they're, they're not mutually exclusive. Uh, but I've had people ask, how do I get my partner to stop bratting? And the answer it, it's not hard. And it's also, it can be really damaging to the brat. I mean, consider that with any other kind of kink. How do I get a masochist to stop enjoying the pain? Well, you, you make the pain not enjoyable. Like it's, and it's, and you don't really want to be doing that because being a masochist is just something that you are and it's not inherently a negative thing. Yeah. So it's like the same thing with training. You don't train the whatever out of the person or, in your case, horse um, <laughs> <laughs> or dog, whatever it is you want to be. I get, I think that's what I'm, I, what I'm feeling here is like because I know – okay, again, in dogs, 
if there are certain breed so of- first i was a horse now i'm a dog Continue. i'm just gonna this compare so you great. you're gonna be a cat next you priss um <laughs> you pussy <laughs> but like you whatever the innate thing is that is part of them that breed that personality i guess in a person you can't really take it out of them you just have to work with it right exactly mm-hmm. exactly i like that term i i think maybe brat tamer no brat, brat tamer's already brat trainer yeah um some people will say brat handler oh i like that most most of the people that i play with who identify as brats who are tops will just say they're a brat <laughs> um if they if they play with brats at all they'll tip they'll typically just say oh yeah i'm also a brat um because brat isn't dedicated to one side of the slash mm-hmm. like thinking of just brat on brat crimes <laughs> oh it's, take place it's in the dungeon. oh you're you're gonna get <laughs> she's having a party in a few weeks and i can tell already this is gonna it be, be a brat on brat crime happening in my dungeon <laughs> it's it's brutal and what's really fun is when you are brat with other kinds of roles i'm a sadomasochist uh, and so there's times where I'll have other subs be complaining about something or a top complaining about something. And I'll come up with some horror, just absolutely horrible, mean, sadistic idea. And I'll just casually throw it out there. And every like every you. sub in the room is just like, <laughs> what the fuck, cat? Can you not? Can you not give them ideas? And it's like, I was just I was just thinking out loud. I don't We're know just what you're talking, talking about. We're just so, we're just conversing. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> One of our favorite scenes to talk about ever from Rara's dungeon, I'm just realizing could actually be considered like a full dungeon brat scene because Rara was doing a thing and John's girlfriend got out a Hitachi. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and started narrating the scene into the oh, Hitachi. I love it. I love it. And it was hysterical. And Rara was like losing concentration. Because she was doing this, and I then the rest, laughing. and then the rest of us joined in. It's we were so like, fun. it was almost like she was narrating, um, like what was it, golf? Yes, she was pretending she was talking in that quiet voice that the golf she announcer is now used. doing whatever it is she is doing, and <laughs> and so the rest of us would be like little <laughs> gentle golf claps every time something happened. <laughs> oh, that sounds so much fun! Oh, it was great. But I never thought about it in that way. Well, I'm an extreme ex. I'm, I'm an extreme at whatever I do. I'm extreme at it. <laughs> so I'm an extreme exhibitionist, and I love my scenes. Tend to be a lot of performance art and and group art, and I want people to participate. And I invite the audience to make suggestions and ask questions and 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 be an entire part of the thing. Very so, involved, yeah. So I also the last scene that I ended up doing with John also ended being a like a group bratting scene because y'all fucking started whistling oh <laughs> yes which which for me of all also things, pisses her off whistling is a hard limit i cannot stand the sound of whistling i oh. didn't tell him that one no his girlfriend told him that because you said it in the podcast so you did that to yourself okay yeah and so they just started whistling and i went i think that was when i went fuck you and john just casually turned to me and says fuck you was not a safe word <laughs> There you go. There you go. Um, I've done. I've done so many. God, I'm a brat. Yeah. So is he. I mean, I, I'm. <laughs> I'm surprised that you, it's taken you this long. Okay. It's- so one of the things about this podcast is we learn a lot about ourselves as we're talking to experts in other sections of sections. It's not that I didn't know that about myself. The same way, similar to it, took me several years to admit to the label masochist. 
because of all the connotation that went with it. Understandable. To admit to the label brat with yeah, the there's, there's attitude a lot of, people have about it and the negative yeah. stereotype mm-hmm. is difficult. So I've always said things like I'm sassy or brassy. I say I have bratty tendencies, but I don't identify as a brat. Understandable now I'm realizing, and totally fair. I'm realizing just having bratty tendencies probably makes me a brat. <laughs> it can. It, it definitely can. It's It's a personal thing for you to decide on your own and i'm not i'm not now encouraging everyone in the world to identify as a brat uh there's just there's such a negative stereotype and there's such a bad reputation for brats in the kink community to Mm -hmm. where uh i have been physically threatened at munches at kink cons purely for identifying as a brat just really oh yeah i identify as a brat i've been threatened it's absolutely nuts like just just the hatred that so many people have for brats who don't even play with brats who don't who like, don't play with what, them what kind of misconceptions are we talking about here um i i mean a lot of them are essentially what i stated earlier that they assume that it's abusive and not okay there was a woman who she ended up threatening me but she randomly started telling a story about she was doing a caning scene with someone and she hit him and the guy said like, oh, is that all you've got? And she mm-hmm. saw Red and hit him and drew blood and then called Red and walked away. Oh. And it, right? And it's just like, what the fuck? That's that's not bratting. That's being an asshole like, on her part. That, yeah. I mean, a horrible, horrible response on her part. And just this weird, there's also this kind of egging each other on, especially with tops of taming that brattiness out of people. And I've played with people who fall into that group that want to tame the bratting out of me. And I didn't realize that's what they wanted to do until it started happening. And it's not difficult to get a brat to not brat. Just what is the goal when you're bratting? Okay, I'm going to make that not happen. Is your goal to make me laugh? Okay, I'm going to be pissed off. Is your goal to communicate? Okay, I'm going to misinterpret what you're saying. Like it's, (laughs) it's not, difficult to make bratting an unpleasant experience for the brat and that was something i played with a guy for a couple months who that was his big thing is all of his partners oh they used to be so bratty and now they don't dare brat me and it's like that's not difficult at all weird flex but okay uh (laughs) and it's it's much more difficult in my opinion to play in the space because bratting is a form of communication. At least the way I brat definitely is. Yeah, and I mean, because saying something like, is that all you got? Yeah. Translates you're, you're communicating. to, I'd like you to hit me harder. Yeah, yeah you're not You're not hitting me enough. Uh, I need more to get to whatever headspace I'm trying to get to. Uh, this is how it makes me feel. You're, you're communicating. And well, that's one of my big arguments is I... It's very common for people to be like, oh, you're a bad girl because you're bratting. No, I will debate this and I will win because I'm great at debating. I am being a very good girl. Thank you very much. I'm communicating my headspace. I'm doing it consensually. I'm doing something my partner enjoys. I'm being extremely good when I'm bratting. I I think that's one of the misconceptions. And maybe that's also why it was difficult for me to just finally admit that I'm a brat because I identify as a good girl. Yeah. Yeah. And the concept oh, of being yeah. a good girl and a brat 
is hard to sort of wrap your head around. Like it's an, to me, it was always an or you're a brat or a good girl. It's not both. Yeah. And it can definitely be both. And it's, and what's so interesting is that it's not the same. We don't have that like either or mentality with any other kind of kink. It's not, well, you're either a good girl or a masochist. Like, no, like you can, you can be both. And it's the same thing with bratting, especially because bratting is in-depth communication. I am, I'm communicating to an absurd degree of exactly <laughs> where my headspace is in real time. I had a partner years and years back who, when we were in a dynamic, the, the rule was if he gave me a direct order, I had to respond with either, yes, sir, yes, daddy, yes, master, whatever, or no, sir, no, whatever, because X, Y, Z. And if I didn't respond with the honorific, the, the rule was, it gets worse, <laughs> which is the vaguest rule ever, but it allowed for a lot of flexibility. And it also allowed for me to communicate my headspace. So he would give me an order like, okay, go get your caller. And my response would be like, mm, what if, hear me out, what if I didn't do that? <gasps> Brilliant. Oh my God. I love this idea. Okay. Well now, and, and now I've communicated that I'm not feeling super subby right now. I'm not right. feeling like calling you that you can push harder. And so now it's, well, go get your collar and get your gag. Okay. Hear me out. What if you're the one to go get that? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I should be the Don here. That's that's clearly what is happening. Okay, oh now God, you're gonna go like, get your anal like she's plug speaking too. Speaking my my mind, I I'm pretty sure I've said shit like that. I'm pretty sure you. Have. Yeah, and it's and it allowed him to understand what I was saying. And also, there were other times where he would say, "Go get your collar," and I immediately would say, "Yes, sir." And now he knows. Okay, she's like, this is what her headspace that's her is headspace, at. Yeah. And it, it allowed for a lot of great communication, but it's important to recognize that if you're identifying as a brat, if you're bringing bratting to a scene, recognize what it is you're communicating, how you're communicating it, because bratting is almost another language. I hmm. never thought about it that way, and I love it. I like this. It's, so it's like really fun. <laughs> calling your daddy a potato. Yeah. Regularly. That's bratting. So it <laughs> is my lover a brat. <laughs> Welcome to the club. We have cookies. I like cookies. <laughs> it is also very important to recognize that the way I brat different people is going to vary greatly because my partners have different things that might be upsetting to them, might be a trigger, might be something that makes them uncomfortable that they might interpret differently than my goal. Mm -hmm. A great example. One of my favorite things, I'm relatively young but I've been in the kink community since I was 18. And so I have a lot of experience, but I'm relatively young. I'm typically younger than my partners. And so sometimes when they're, when they're playing with me, I'll make a comment of just like, oh, is that all you've got, old man? Is that it? Oh my gosh. And Do that some to John. People, I have done people, that to John. It's, it's a big, for some people, it is no, do not get anywhere near my age. It makes them extremely upset, makes them extremely uncomfortable. Okay, that is not my goal. My goal is never to actually upset my partner. Uh, so instead, I'll make fun of the size of their dick. Awesome. They, they, oh, like, sure. they don't care about that. That's or, a cool trade-off. 
Yeah. And, and so I will go through when I'm negotiating bratting, I will specifically ask my partner, is there anything I can't make fun of you for? Is there anything I can't say in a negative way to you? Is there anything I can't call you? So you negotiate bratting. Oh, yeah. Bratting is another kink that needs to be negotiated. Okay. See, have you ever negotiated with John about bratting in a scene or is it just understood? It's, it was, it was an involvement. If you look at the scenes that we did four or five years ago, I didn't brat. But as our friendship has grown, as our relationship has grown, and so the vanilla side of our relationship started to include more of this teasing and bratting behavior, which then bled over into the kink scenes. So we've never sat down and ju- and truly negotiated it, but I'm coming from a place where I know him well enough mm-hmm. to know what I can and can't get away with. Okay. So I'm not saying that's necessarily the best way to do it. That's just how it's happened. Now I, I just had another epiphany. Yes, I'm ready. It's the same thing you and I do. Yeah. Our relationship has grown to the point where we brat each other during the podcast the entire time. Right. Our entire life. No, not even during the podcast. Yeah, just us. That's our relationship. But again, because we know each other well from years of friendship, we already know what the triggers are. So we don't have to, we haven't had to sit down and negotiate that out. So Kat, do you do that as well? Like if it's a new partner, you negotiate, but if it's somebody you've known for a while or have partnered with before, do you not negotiate? Is It's so- just implicit? So I would argue that like, if you if you think about a couple who are getting into kink, who are an established vanilla couple, they're getting into kink, a lot of the time, they aren't negotiating. They're because they don't know, they don't know to negotiate, they don't think about it that way. Um, It's just like, oh, I pulled out some handcuffs, or in the middle of having sex, someone was like, oh, say, you know, call me a slut or something. They didn't sit down and negotiate it. It's just kind of something that happened relatively organically. And I think that's the case for a lot of people who are new to kink. It's something that can happen organically. And that's not inherently a bad thing. It is something that I definitely teach in the kink community is negotiations are important because things happening organically, it can then become a bit of a gray area and things can get complicated and things can get misunderstood. Stuff can get pushed too far. Limits can be not well stated. And so it's important to negotiate. So if I'm playing with someone who I, I mean, maybe I've known them for years, one of my play partners is an ex, and I tend to negotiate no matter what with them. Because I find that is the best form of communication. Yeah, I mean, my 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 relationship with john was more organic. But we've always had, after the scene, enough communication to know whether we had stepped out of bounds or not. So, like, when I did that one, when we did that one scene where I said to him, you know, if you're tired, we can stop. And he hit me harder, right? Mm -hmm. And we went through this whole thing. He said to me, after the scene as we're cleaning up, he gave me a big hug and kiss. And he said, thanks for the remark. It gave me an excuse to just haul off and hit you. (laughs) So, I knew that okay, this was good. I could continue down this road because he's totally okay with it. Yeah. it's I, I definitely still encourage people to negotiate bratting. A lot of people just don't think about it and it happens organically. And that's yeah, not I, that's what I'm saying, a I've bad never, thing. And I've never thought about myself as a brat. So to think that I should negotiate being a brat. I guess I, I should negotiate me. with daddy calling him a potato. 
<laughs> yeah, I think you should ask him if he's okay with that. He, well, I think he is because he laughs every time. But like that one start, I called him a potato because couch potato. Mm. And then, but he calls me princess. So we have this thing like a the potato ro- and the princess. Yeah. So it's, well, I also call him doo So it started, <laughs> I started calling him potato. <laughs> it's potato and doo Perfect. So he, um, he, we have this rule. He has to text me every time when he's on his way home from work as he gets home. Uh, he gets off way earlier than I do. And sometimes I'll be like, hey, daddy, you know, or, you know, don't message because I'm working too. Or, but a lot of times I'll be like, hey, daddy. But if I'm feeling particularly, shall we say, sassy, <laughs> I'll be like, hey, potat or hey, potato or hey, potato or some form of potato. And he's like, how's your day? <laughs> he can usually tell that when I say that I'm having a good day because I'm feeling silly. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like, I don't know, is that a characteristic or, or a thing? Like, so, so people will brat at different times. For some people, they only brat when they're having a good day when it's something that's um, comfortable for them. It's easy to kind of, okay, I can relax and I can be a little bit sassy, because mm-hmm. they're kind of feeling good. Other people, I think I probably fall into this category, I brat out of reflex. And it, it's more difficult for me to get into a relaxed and submissive headspace. I need to brat first to kind of get me there. Mm-hmm. And so it, it always varies person to person, which is why I encourage negotiations. And it's also important to kind of, I mean, some people calling them a potato might be like a, whoa, don't go there. <laughs> um, and, and it's different person to person. Uh, I tend to keep my insults at like, a fifth grader level because those those aren't going to be like i'm not going to be in the middle of it like a scene as they're hitting me be like this is the reason your mother left you like fuck that would be (laughs) (laughs) like that would be (laughs) that would be that would cut a little bit deeper than i'm trying to (laughs) so i typically go with like your stupid face and it's like, oh no, watch out. Cats so, throwing the hard hitting insults. What, what, what level of, what great level would potato be? Cause like <laughs> kindergarten. I don't think that's one of, level. one of my partners who also started, uh, teaching some newbies bratting, uh, likes to describe it as Pokemon evolutions. <laughs> and so yes. their example is that they are a Charmander. They like to tell puns. Uh, and then there are people like me who I will physically tackle my partner, and I am a Charizard. There you go. Mm-hmm. And anything past Pokemon. me, we consider primal. Oh, okay. Okay, that's interesting. Shit, I said the word. You said the word. Yay! Not okay. I'm sure it. I've said so several times. It's all good. I have to. <laughs> How do you go about negotiating it when you don't necessarily know? So with my example with, with John, I never intended to brat with him. It just, as I said, organically came about because it started in our vanilla friendship and it continued on into our scenes. Like, how do you negotiate that? So similar to how you negotiate any other kind of kink, I recommend, uh, I do a few questions in my, in my class, or I recommend you consider when it is you brat, how you brat, why you brat. And okay. so, and the, and those answers can vary person to person, scene to scene, day to day. Like it, you don't have to have a, this is the only time I brat ever. 
it, it's okay if that's in flux. And also to set limits for yourself as the brat. For example, don't ever call me a bad girl. Don't ever call me that. Nope, that's, that is not an okay reaction to me bratting. Similar to if I brat and they just get up and walk away. No, that's not, that's not a great reaction. That is not what my goal is. That is not going to continue the scene in a fun way, in a way that is our goal. Uh, and then knowing your partner's limits as well. Sometimes it's physical limits because I get physical when I brat. And so, okay, not everyone is down to be punched. That's fair. I mean, to each their own. Uh, <laughs> right. I might make fun of them for it, but that's fine. You know, silly people. Hey, uh, hey, hey. <laughs> leave me out of this. <laughs> but then there's some things like, don't call me a bitch. Uh, I've had tops say, don't make fun of my age. I've had tops say, don't make fun of me as a dom. Because uh, I'm very experienced with rope. And I've had <laughs> I've had people tie me, and in the middle of tying me, I'll just be like, "Your tension sucks." Have you considered not being a shitty rope top? Oh, <laughs> and some people, and and some people like that does not phase them in the slightest. And like I've had people who are like, "I haven't considered that." Thank you so much. I will put that into consideration. Like, ah, you're welcome. Uh, and then I've had people who like, no, don't don't go anywhere near that. Uh, I've had people where I will say like, oh, I'm the one who's secretly in charge. Ha ha. I am the dom of this situation. And it's funny to us because I'm in the middle of a scene. I'm tied up. I'm beaten to hell. Everything sucks for me. And I'm sitting there going like, I am the dom. Ha ha. <laughs> um, but I've had people who like, no, don't insinuate that. And all of those things are okay. I just need to know them. Similar to if you're being sassy with your friends. There's some stuff that you joke around with your friends that you know just by being friends with them, hey, let me not make fun of them for their haircut. Let me not make fun of them for their height. Let me not make fun of them for whatever. Uh, and so it's You never said I couldn't make fun of your height. I make fun of my height first because or lack thereof height. <laughs> so like I'm I'm wondering if there's like a way to um so my my husband who's my dom always says that if he he's got a very self-deprecating sense of humor. Mm. So like he goes after himself first. So everything I say, he's probably already said, except I don't think he's ever called himself a potato. I'm sure he hasn't. Probably it's not. not. His style. But like we'll do this again. We have these routines. I think every married couple does. But he says something like, um, when we first started getting dating, his his mom died like 10, mm. 12 years ago, whatever it was, maybe longer at this point. But he would always say something like, yeah, she's dead. Just very dry. Like and if I, you make a comment about his mother or something, right? So now if I make a comment about his mom, he just looks at me and goes, she's dead. You know that, right? And at first I was like, oh, shit. I'm so sorry. And now I'm like, your mom's dead. Yeah, I know. Just, but we can do this completely deadpan. And we never talked about this. We never negotiated this. But it's like, it just, it just happened. But now it's like a running joke yeah. that we just, yeah. in, he, in, he'll he insult, he'll try to get back at me when I say something. And we're like, you know, this happened because my mom's dead. And I'm like, I don't feel bad about saying this anymore. Because you say it. So he yeah. took that power away from, like, I didn't have the power in the first place, but he takes the power away from that. Yeah. So yeah. you can't use that against him. So I feel like a, 
somebody who's learning rope and you saying that and and they're like don't ever say that about my rope i'm learning i'm like take a deep breath yeah we we were all shitty tops and also it's very important to me that they know all of my insults like they are they are meant to be surface level you laugh it off immediately they're meant to be like as ridiculous as me being like oh your hair looks dumb today like it's they're meant to be me calling you stupid face like it's they're not meant to to hit you to the bone and so if they are then that's a problem and i need to know that right like but when you're doing it to be silly and they don't get that like do you ever just get really turned off by like their reaction i can if i'm playing with someone who's not great with brats but i've been doing this not to like brag but also to brag i've been doing this long enough that um i'm really good at gauging kind of what level my bratting might be at someone who has never really had to deal with that before i'm not gonna go super hardcore intense at them i'm probably gonna start with making puns making jokes about stuff i might try and escape i might hide toys like (laughs) just kind of ease them in essentially Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not trying to go. I have to, to hide go. John's Wartenberg wheel. That's what I need to do next time I scene with him. Oh, that was. <laughs> yes. I, I had a partner years Kings ago. Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> I had a partner years ago who he would come over to my place and we'd mess around and then we'd fuck and it was great. Awesome. Cool. Uh, <laughs> and he, he was coming over one time and I decided to hide a bunch of toys throughout my room. Not because he was like, oh, let me do my impact scene with you. Where the fuck are the toys? But so that way, when he came in and I got physical with him and he took me to the ground, well, we're right by my bed. Underneath my bed, I hit a cane. And so I grab a cane and turn around and start hitting him with a cane. And he's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Where did this come from? Uh, and, it, and it slowly escalated that. Like I hid stuff under my chair. And then at one point, like near the end, he grabs me and throws me on the bed and starts fucking me. And under my pillow, I hit a knife. And so I grab a knife and I put it up to his neck. And he's like, are you serious right now? Like, we're, we're trying to do a thing. And I was like, ha ha, I am the top. And he's just like, that, are you, stop it. <laughs> that sounds kind of extreme. Uh, but, yeah, but you like guys it, it got there? Can be. Yeah. Um, for With that partner, he was a brat as well. And him and I had been friends with benefits for about two and a half years. And it, it was something that we built up to. Um, I knew that, for one thing, he was a martial arts person. So I knew that, like, oh, I can hold a knife to his neck. He's going to take it away from me within a second. And, you know, it's not a big deal in the slightest. But it, it allowed me to convey where my headspace was. And I could have done that with any toy. Knife just happened to be the one that was there because I like knives. But I knew him well enough as well that okay, if I pull a knife on him, he's just going to take it away from me and then probably use it against me, which was was the goal. And he did. And it was great. I, I think now going forward, what I will probably do because I, I, it's more so with new people that I'm topping. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have anybody new lately that I've bottomed to is to just sort of include in the negotiations, by the way, I may break out into some bratty behavior. Yeah. <laughs> are there limits things that i should avoid talking about or saying things like that you would make, not like to see like happen. making fun of their dick 
I don't make fun of people's dick. I believe in being nice to the dicks. Fair and valid. Um, I will, I, I tend to go off and say like, oh, you have such a small dick. And, and I've only ever really done that with a partner who was, he was self-conscious about age, but I could make fun of his dick all day. He did not care. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. To each their own. There you go. I- I've only said that during humiliation play when I'm topping that because like my my one really long time partner that I had off and on with for since the beginning really liked humiliation and that was one of his fetishes. So that's literally the only time I've ever done that. Yeah. And it's it's very important as well to kind of find the thing that your partner can handle with ease because uh, example me as a bottom, I know that I hit hard. I know mm-hmm. that I can take a lot of pain. And so if during the middle of a scene, someone is beating me and they're like, oh, is this all you can take? That's not going to hit me really hard because I am very confident in how much pain I can take. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not going to make me self-conscious and be like, oh, well, I only took this much. No, I get beaten until I black out. Like, uh, it's fine. You're good. I'm not taking this personally. And uh, I think it's similar, especially when I get physical, that... I do things that are easy to overcome, easy to deal with, because my goal is never to actually upset anyone. I never want to actually make my partner mad, make my partner upset, super inconvenience everything. All I'm doing is communicating and letting that be a really easy way to communicate. And it it kind of slows everything down if I'm hitting them really, really hard, or if I'm making this a whole inconvenient thing. Um, I think the most I'm ever inconvenient is I will try and escape. But even then, I I almost handicap myself because I don't actually want to escape. They know I don't actually want to escape, but I want to convey where my headspace is at and I want to be taken down. Yeah, I think one of the misconceptions that I had in regard to Brad, one of the main reasons that I've never really felt comfortable identifying at, as a brat is in my head, I picture brat as the person standing there saying, make me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the per- and I've seen scenes where the, the, the bottom, the brat, they're, they're, they're got their hands and cuffs over their head. They're hanging there and they'll like jump up and try to kick at their top. Yeah. Or, I, I definitely do or that. Elbow yeah. them. Oh, I and saw I, that at Winter Fire. I've seen a couple of scenes like that. And I've always looked at that and went, what are you doing? What, what, like, I, to me, that's not what I do. And I, I will laugh like, you will hit me. I may stop my foot, shake my ass and work my way through the pain. And then I get right back into position. So when I would see this other stuff, I, was like, yuck, I, wh- why would you do that? I don't want to play with somebody who does that. So I'm really excited to like, broaden my version of what a brat is beyond that make me person. I think it's, it's also important to remember that the extreme you're talking about, I definitely do that extreme. I get, I get aggressive and angry during impact scenes, and I need them to escalate it. And a lot of the time, I'm also just fucking pissed because pain is painful. Uh, and so I get physically aggressive, but I'm also able to play and brat on a very large spectrum. And so I mm-hmm. don't, I don't always get that physical. And in fact, um, it's really only with impact where I get that physical or with certain partners who I know they enjoy that physical aspect and it's something they can handle. Uh, I'm actually very careful about it because 
I am not a small human. Uh, mm-hmm. I And I can do damage, but I don't know how to like do it in this like very safe, controlled way. I know how to fucking punch you. I don't know how to like safely take you to the floor. Um, and so I play with people who know how to do that and they can handle me going more all out, but I'm never going to do that to someone who that's not something they want to do. I actually negotiated with a friend, uh, who wanted to top me with impact, but is legally blind and also very slender. They're, they are 90% bone. They're just, they're (laughs) very skeletal. Um, which like, is their own turn sideways and stick out your tongue and you're a zipper. 100%. She's great and she's super sweet, but she's maybe 120 pounds and like five nine. She's just, Whoa. she's just so, so thin. And so I brought up like, okay, I'm down to do an impact scene. My concern is that I get physical and that's not really something I can turn off with impact. With other kinks, I definitely can. With impact, as it gets more intense, it just I get more physical. Just react. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just it's it's a reflex. And I was very concerned because she is tiny. My thigh weighs more than her. And her <laughs> and her response was like, "Oh god, you would break me." I was like, "I know. I'm trying to not say that, but yeah." She was like, "Yeah, let's let's not. Let's we'll do a rain check and come up with something else." It's like, "Oh, thank god." <laughs> well, you know, luckily you know that about yourself, so you were able to yeah, uh, and could have gone her. sideways in a heartbeat if you didn't realize that. And if I didn't negotiate it either. Um, mm-hmm. And if out of nowhere, we're doing an impact scene and I turn around and punch her like, whoa, okay, we weren't expecting that. Um, and I will say a lot of my reputation for getting physical is actually bullshit. <laughs> and I will <laughs> die on this hill because people will hit me and I'll kind of like hop around similar to if like you stub your toe and you kind of have to like, like step very lightly for a sec and like hop back and forth. I'll do that. And people think I'm trying to kick them. And it's like, I'm not trying to, if if I'm trying to kick you, you will know. I promise you'll know. It's a flail response. Yeah. Yeah, I stop my foot. Like you hit me and it hurts and I stop my foot and, and shake, shake my ass to try to like shake it off the pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's and it's it's a reflex. If people want me to hold still, that's just not going to happen. No, not me either. I, I have another question. Like uh, one of the other, I guess, misconceptions that I've seen a lot of is brat equals little. Yeah, that's that is definitely a misconception. I don't identify as a little. Uh, my partner who does the puns doesn't identify as a little. We both identify as brats. There can definitely, I'm sure, be some overlap. But it's it's not a requirement in the slightest. And I think the idea that there's overlap is because people will do some of the bratty behavior and do that as a form of communication when they're a little. Which is, that's fine. I do it as a form of communication in all kinds of different headspaces. Uh, I guess that would apply to me. There you go. Because I get sillier in little mode. Yeah. Your little is brattier than your human, human your <laughs> than my side. adult. <laughs> as, as you say, your your yeah, my my adult side. I can adult very well for for a little. Well, I mean, I identify as a middle. You, mm. I don't know a teenager who's not a brat. Like that's just a requirement. I can I can tell you right now there aren't any. <laughs> they're, they're just 
that's what I just tell people. I, I especially because my age of my middle is like fifteen or sixteen mm. when they're peak yeah. brattiness. Yeah, I'm like three to six is what I like to say, depending on where I'm at. So I guess potato would be three. <laughs> but um <laughs> the I I tend that's like also my silly side is I when I'm trying to be silly and goofy, I go right into little voice, but that's also when the sass comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And from what you've described with your bratting, you tend to do it when you're relaxed. And it's you have to be comfortable first before you're able to do that. I throw tantrums when I'm upset and in little mode. There you go. I'm I'm not sure if tantrums classify as brats. It kind of depends what it is. <laughs> yeah, you're that was going to be my next question, actually. Like, because when I'm really upset about something and like I've had a very bad day and I'm in little space, it's completely different than my good day little space. I'll be like, just almost silently just not talking. Be like, no, no, not going to do it. No. And I think the main thing is the communication and the goal. Because uh, I think your goal then changes when you're in little space versus when you're in big space. Um, and for me, I've actually had to, that, that was something I worked on specifically when I was newer to the community. Uh, there, there were instances, especially with long distance play, where I can just sit there and say no all day long. I can say no over and over again, and they can't do shit about it. But that's not fun for either of us. That is not a goal. That is not progressing the scene in a way that is helpful for either of us. And it's just it's just not a fun thing to just sit there and go, no, make me, no, make me, no, make me. Um, yeah, I, I so, don't think I communicate very well when I'm in that space. Yeah, like, so, I don't communicate very well when I'm in little space, period. I personally set a rule for myself. I will say no, or I will brat, I will refuse to do something three times. And if after three times, their escalation, their response has not gotten me to where I want to be, if I'm still like, no, I need you to push more, I need you to hit me harder, I need you to do whatever, then I will say for it and, and sit down and talk about it. Because there might be something else at play. Maybe I'm just coming at it from a different headspace. And maybe we both had different expectations, but I will only ever say no or some variation of it three times before I'll sit down and say, okay, let's yellow real fast. And I really need you to push harder on this. And I'm trying to communicate that with you and it's falling flat. How do we proceed? Well, I really, I appreciate you taking the time talking. You've definitely made me rethink the whole brat attitude. I'm and I, glad. I might just be adding brat to my many, many, many labels. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to mention. Remember? Okay, so we had this, and I just want to test this on you, see how you feel about it. I'm like, this is me bratting you, I guess, now, because I'm doing this to piss you off. <laughs> oh, great. Um, I feel like we have a good enough relationship now where I can throw this at you. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking like, please don't. <laughs> we had a patron say, I don't like the term brat. I am a pixie. I'm just a little mischievous. And I I liked it. One, because I want to be a pixie. I think that's awesome. <laughs> but like, how do you feel about that? Like, you don't want to be identified as a brat. You're just a little bit mischievous. And I feel like through everything that we've talked about today. that's That would be a brat. But yeah. because it's a spectrum. So I... 
my thought is they don't want to be identified as a brat. And why is that? That's, that's where my brain goes. It's like, why, Mm -hmm. why is it? Um, and a lot of the time it's because of the negative connotations, which where, and essentially we in the community have either two choices. We can either come up with a brand new term for people who brat ethically, or we can reclaim bratting and give more education on how it can be done ethically and a lot of the misconceptions with it. So if I ethically brat, I can be a pixie? Feel free. Feel <gasps> free. I'm going with option two. Good t- I'm, I'm going to own my brat label now. Yeah. I just yeah. want to be a pixie. I mean, don't I want to be a fairy. Yeah. Uh, when you're five foot nothing, you don't want to call yourself a pixie. Okay, See, fine. I'm, as, I'm, a, I'm a ginormous elf. Well, no, because everybody will just, you know, take it in directions I don't necessarily want to go. <laughs> I'm sure. I get it. Okay. <laughs> um, you talked about your ethical bratting class. I happen to know you will be teaching one yeah. in just a few months. Yeah. Uh, so are, I'll give are you, you a, taking it. Well, uh, I'm, it's the same convention I'm teaching at. So oh that's shit! Why yeah, I'll be going to your class too because you're. I, I get to. You get to come. I get to come. You get to be a guest. I'm going to give you a chance then to promote yourself and your class that you'll be teaching. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to be teaching at Kink School Con, which is an online convention. Uh, if you search kinkschool.ca, I believe you can find it and find tickets. So I'm going to be teaching my ethical bratting class there. I'm also in the process of writing a book because I taught my ethical bratting class and everyone went, wait, are there any cla- are there any uh, books on brats? And I went, oh, interesting. No, there are not. And nine different people messaged me and went, hey, you should write a book. Hey, so, add number 10, because you should write a book and I want to read it. Yeah, I'll, I'll turn my <laughs> class into a book. There we go. That's right. And once that's available, we'll let everybody on, in Pink Kink know about it so they can Perfect. run out and grab it. Uh, how, if people have more questions about bratting, what's a good way for them to reach you? Uh, you can reach me on FetLife. I am Fox Flame on there. You can reach me on TikTok. I am Fox the Flame One. You can reach me on Instagram. I am Fox the Flames. There you go. Something with foxes and flames. Yeah, All right, pretty well. much. <laughs> Thank you again. I think we have all learned a lot of really important information about bratting that I never thought about. Oh my God, I love this shit so much because every single time we do an interview, you and I are like, we have to add another fucking label to our name, to our list. There you go. I love it. All right, Kat. Well, thank you. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are The Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast and check out our pink kink swag available on our website, pinkkinkpodcast.com. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review pink kink podcast on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen. The five star reviews really help us. 
And don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.